This is the I'm Stuff podcast, a podcast for disordered eating, eating disorders, and hormone problems. I'm your host, Queenie June Borgman, and in today's episode, episode 15, we talk with this girl, Audra, about the restrict and binge cycle. So guys, before this episode starts about the restrict and binge cycle, I just wanted to take a moment to thank Audra again, because, you know, coming on this show for me, uh, especially Audra, it means a lot to me. And yeah, we're talking about the restrict and binge cycle. It's something that society nowadays faces a lot and it's something we don't speak about because we're ashamed. So maybe this episode uh, of the podcast will make you think about sharing it with your you know, nearest and dearest or maybe seek help. So enjoy this episode and see you in the next one. Today is for me a very special day because I finally get to interview the person that really helped me out in the times that I was really, yeah, I think I could say sick. And the funny thing is sometimes people do not even know they helped you out. And Audra still remembers me from like five years ago. So I found it very awesome actually to hear. And yeah, today is the one and only This Girl Audra. And I'm very thankful that you made time for me to interview because you mean a lot, I think, in the hormone problem community and in the eating disorder community. Uh, Could you introduce yourself? Yes. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm um, really just, it's honestly my honor to to be able to be on your show and and talk to you finally, um, other than just through email or Instagram. So it's it's cool to finally put like a face with a name. Um, But yeah, so my name is Audra and um, I basically, I'm this girl Audra on Instagram or YouTube or um, I also have a podcast. I have a website. I have tons of just random stuff. I don't even know how much I have anymore. Um, but basically, my uh, goal is that I just want to help girls, ladies, women to feel as balanced in their life as possible. Um, specifically, when it comes to their diet their exercise routine, their hormones, and their mindset. So those are kind of like the four big things that I focus on. Um, And I don't typically work with just one set of people. Like I I help people with healthy weight loss or people with getting their periods back or people with PCOS or painful periods or um, someone who has a really bad relationship with exercise or they're really stressed. You know, it's kind of all that type of stuff because everybody's different we all have different histories and backgrounds and, and issues um so you know my goal is to just work with each person as an individual and figure out where do we go wrong how can we kind of get you balanced back out and then kind of send you on your way to feel happy and healthy and confident um in your life in, in those areas when it comes to diet exercise hormones and mindset so um yeah, that's pretty much, that's what I do. Nice, nice. But it's very broad. And I think I like that because it's, you know, it's not like one specific thing or just like you stated, not everybody, you know, has the same 
cl cluster of problems. So the one can have a very bad relationship with exercise, the other one with food, maybe someone has both, maybe someone has only PCOS. So it's nice to have, uh, n have the knowledge to help such a diverse group. Yeah, yeah, um, it, it's true. And, it, you know, it's funny because as I was over the last, um, you know, seven or eight years just building the business and all that kind of stuff, the number one thing that you see from, like, coaches out there who, who are, like, business coaches, they're like, you need to find your niche and you need to stick with that. And um, I guess from the everything that I've seen with what women struggle with, it's like, well, it's really – the niche is just like finding balance. Like everybody just wants, like every, everybody wants to feel good. They want to look good. They want to have good hormones. They want to be confident and happy and healthy. And the problem with that is that a lot of us go about doing that in a harmful way. You know, mm -hmm. um, you know, like it, if anybody wants to look better, like even a young girl, they're like, well, you know, I need to go on this diet to do this. And maybe you, did need to like change up what you were eating but you didn't have to go that extreme yeah. you know what I mean mm -hmm. um and that's kind of and it, it's very innocent and people kind of get stuck thinking oh I have to do this crazy extreme thing to reach my goals and I'm just here to kind of say no you don't like we we just need to get you back balanced out to where you are feeling good and your hormones are working properly and you're at a healthy weight for you and you you feel good in yourself like that's that's my main goal yeah so. i get that and you know that down-to-earth approach is something that people seek so much because i think they went into like a diet approach very stressful very all of nothing you know the black or white thoughts and they just need someone you know to bring them back again to to the basics and you know show them that with less craziness there's more to achieve right exactly Yes. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of conflicting information out there, especially now with Instagram and TikTok and Snapchat and YouTube. And, I mean, you can find any type of diet or exercise plan and, you know, and again, everybody's very well-meaning with wanting to, to get healthier or whatever, but going down the wrong route is not always, like, that's going to be disastrous mm -hmm. for you in the long run. So I'm just trying to forewarn people like hey you don't have to do that you know yes i did a podcast episode about fitness motivation quotes and just like you stated you know they are there with the right intentions but when you have like a dark mind at some point when you're very you know into the wrong places of getting yourself healthy on the wrong ways everything like that is wrote you know written down could be so badly interpreted that uh, yeah, then, then it's just a dangerous place at some point, either Instagram, either YouTube, you know, then they're saying like, lose weight with 1200 calories, eating only eggs or stuff like that. And it's just, you know, good intentions, but wrong information. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You stated in the beginning, uh, just, uh, of, of this interview that you were talking about books i know which books these are because i have them on my laptop even four years later but uh, could you tell to the listeners which books uh you, you were talking about yeah so um i have a few different ebooks um that you can find on my website and the first one is called the get your period handbook um and uh basically i kind of developed this book um I would, I mean, I guess now, oh gosh, I mean, you've probably had it for what, like 
four or five years. Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah it's an older book. Um, I think I did this maybe back in 2014 uh, or 15. Um, but basically, it's just kind of a handbook uh, for girls who are missing their periods due to um, stress or uh, being in a very like high chronically long uh, calorie deficit or you have exercise issues or whatever so this would really be for for girls like I said who their period is irregular or they just totally lost it and it's been gone for weeks or months or years Um, you know so it's kind of like it goes through and tells you hey this is what to expect this is how you fix it Um, here's kind of the signs and symptoms to be looking for when it's coming back and then also like things not to fall into like getting on the birth control pill or taking more hormones outside of that to try to fix things Mm -hmm. Um, it's kind of it's really just like a natural approach to fixing your own hormones yes Um, and then after that book um, everybody was kind of like oh my gosh like after they read it a few months or years later after they got their peers back they're like hey I finally got my period back now what do I do so I was like okay, now I need to create a book that's, like, telling you what to do afterwards, you know? Yes. Um, because it was, a lot of girls were like, do I go back to what I was doing before, or do I do what I'm doing now, or, I, you know, I just want to be healthy. So I created the Keep Your Period Handbook, which basically is kind of the, the next steps of, all right, you got your period back now, so the goal now is that you want to keep it, but you also want to be able to be, healthy and active and, and normal, you know, yeah. uh, without to go through all these extremes. So in that book, it kind of just outlines, you know, here's the best diet to, to follow. Here's the worst diets to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, same with exercise, with mindset, with your stress levels, all of that. Um, so those two kind of go hand in hand for, for people who are missing their fear because of that. Um, like because of the stress, the diet, the exercise, that type of thing. I recognize it because like I still know the day that I got it back because it was the 18th, uh, no, it was the 2018 and the 5th of January and I was getting the, actually the tattoo on my wrist here and it says no worries, work for it. And I know that the moment I went there into the like tattoo shop, I was like bloated, I was like warm and I was like, what? is happening (laughs) and I got my period back on that day and I'm like in the same week I was like oh god but how am I going to keep it so I bought that book then because I was like hmm okay so I did something good but what did I did good and I was keeping those books next to each other like you know from how am I going to like keep what I worked for for so long for so hard because like I stated before before this interview started I lost it for four years but in my eyes it's like a very long time because I mostly see like women get it back in one year two year but of course it's very like diverse and I was like okay this is never gonna happen again I'm going to do what is needed to keep it this way and thankfully to God you know I still have it and I really think those books had a maybe like 70 or 80 percent you know of the uh healing process that it like uh supported it yeah 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 they um they do they work hand in hand and you said it perfectly like okay i've got it back now what in the world am i supposed to do to keep this like do i keep 
following all these recommendations because you you don't like long term you don't have to follow all the rec- recommendations from the first book it's just for a time until you get it back yeah. um so yeah there's those two books and then i also have um a book it's like a 30-day challenge it's called 30 days to loving yourself um and i wrote this book because i just found that a part of the hormonal issues and um all of that was that it seemed across the board that every girl who was dealing with that was they were just so unhappy and they hated their bodies they hated themselves they hated their lives they were always like comparing themselves to somebody they saw on social media or some other girl um and so i was kind of like you know what like let's put together a book where it's every day for a month you basically do this little task or um you have like a little challenge that you do each day and it's kind of just a way to get you back in tune with yourself um so there's that book and then the last book that i have is um this is the newest one that I've made. It's it's the uh, <laughs> it's my no cardio workout ebook. So mm-hmm. um, I, as as you probably know, I am not a fan of uh, chronic cardio. I think cardio can can be good, but I feel like way too many of us like get way too obsessed with it, too addicted to it. Yes. Um, so I I created it's a. 30 minute, three time a week workout routine ebook. It's really simple. Um, mm-hmm. But it, I feel like it goes hand in hand with kind of what I preach as far as exercise and keeping things in balance and all that kind of stuff. So, um, uh, exactly yeah. the same. Like, I know when the moment I did cardio and running, while I'm not even, even a runner type, you know, <laughs> by all means, and it was just. I did that t- for two months and bam, my period was gone. And even now, because I know in your book you describe weight training for something, you know, that, you know, isn't like bad for your period. For my personal experience, I experienced that it was still too much. So I am now always walking and somehow my body really like goes well on that. And sometimes like once in a two weeks or so, I'll go for a full body workout. But even for me still, apparently, you know, there was so much damage that it still isn't uh, fully healed to do that. Right, right, yeah, and it's, it's funny because every girl's body is different. Like, and hormones can be so finicky and so temperamental. You know, for one girl, like you said, like for you, you're like, I know I can't even do weightlifting because it'll just, it's too much stress on my body. But, you know, for the next girl, they're back running again, you know? And so it's really just, that's why I really like to look at it from an individual approach because everyone is different. And the fact that you're good with just walking and then doing the occasional workout, that's totally fine. Like, mm-hmm. that is what works for you, so focus on you, you know? Yes. Um, I know in the yeah. beginning, like in the depths of an eating disorder, I was always like, okay, but you know, uh, if she does, you know, if it works for her, why on earth does doesn't work for me, you know? And if you always say like, what is it again? It is uh, if uh, you always said you have like two comparisons, two persons you always use as a comparison in your YouTube movies. Uh, Susie and Debbie. Yeah, yeah. So if you use them like. If Susie like has X amount of kilos she needed to gain weight, uh, why can't I, Debbie, just 
you know, gain the same amount of weight and be done with it and have the same effect. But it doesn't work that way, sadly. So, yeah, and it is really like perspective changing through time. And for me personally, because uh, the books you wrote, they are mainly plant based. Um, it is also like having trust in yourself uh, for, for it was at least for me that I took an approach of plant-based for like 70 to 80% still till today, but I still need a little bit of animal products or yeah, like yogurt and stuff like that just to keep me personally well. And I just think, you know, it's a lot of puzzling, uh, with, with like the tools you give, but you come to your own personal needs and fittings. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's, that's really what I want for everyone is to find their own like happy place, you know, with, with diet, with exercise and not compare to anybody else. That's, that, I feel like that's the number one downfall that everyone's like, well, she got her career back before me, or mm-hmm. she only had to gain this much weight or she, um, lost that much weight or she did. And it's like, don't worry about anybody else. Just focus on you. Figure out what works best for you. The tools that I'll provide you with will help you start to figure that out for yourself. You don't have to be exactly like me. You don't have to be exactly like the next girl. Um, but if you take what I'm telling you and you kind of build around that, then you'll start to reach like your perfect balanced place. Yes. On that note, <laughs> because today's uh, episode was actually about binging and restricting. And I also have sadly a very you know big history with that and uh, somehow I got out of it and to be honest I don't even know how I got out of it it just flowed out naturally somehow but uh, it, it still like like surprises me so yeah crazy <laughs> but um, you introduced yourself uh, just a moment ago and uh, you also had a story about how you gained weight and lost weight. Uh, could you, like, in a nutshell, describe that for the listeners? Yeah, so, oh gosh, this is so funny. Um, I won't tell the whole story here because it can get long, but I ha- I just did a podcast on this recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I have a YouTube video talking about it too. But basically what happened was I was in high school and I was just a normal girl, like I, you know, I didn't really need to lose weight, I didn't really gain weight, I was pretty active with sports and stuff, and I ate whatever, like I was definitely not on any kind of diet, I'll tell you that. Um, but for some reason, my friends and I thought it would be really cool to go on um, a low-carb diet before our little spring break trip for school. Um, and the low-carb diet, especially back then, like, I'm 33 now, and mm-hmm. back when this happened, I was like 15 or 16 or something. It was the number one thing. It was like Atkins, low carb, like just eat bacon and eggs, um, that type of thing. So, anyways, go on this diet, lose a, a few pounds. Which, really looking back now, knowing what I know, I really just lost water weight. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. even losing any fat. Um, and at the same time of going on this diet, I started exercising even more. So I was doing like these workout DVDs and blah, blah, blah. And I honestly just had no idea what I was doing. I mean, again, there was no Instagram, YouTube. I don't even think even existed. Like nobody really had any idea. It was just what you read in a magazine or you saw on TV. So, um, we go on our trip and we come back and I'm like, geez, like, 
this diet's pretty tough to keep up with. I mean, I'm just eating like chicken and green beans and like nuts and I was craving carbs so bad. And so um, I ended up hiring a personal trainer and she, I remember her telling me, she was like, you know, you don't have to follow your diet, like your low carb diet every single day. Um, you can have what's called a cheat day. And I was like, what does that mean? She was like, well, this is when you would basically just go and eat whatever you want to um, for that entire day. And then the next day you get back on your diet. And I had never heard of cheat days. Like this was like made me so happy to hear. Cause I was like, no way I can actually, I don't have to keep eating just chicken and green beans. Like I can eat whatever I want. So basically what happened was, um, me not knowing anything about nutrition or calories or energy in versus energy out or anything like that. Um, while I was on my little low carb diet during the week, I was eating very low calorie, um, and very low carbs without even, I mean, obviously I wasn't trying to eat a lot of carbs, but the calorie thing was the biggest issue. So once she kind of gave me this green light to have these cheat days, sometimes it would be a, a cheat day. And then most of the time it would turn into a cheat weekend. So it was basically me just eating so much food in two days and then going right back to my diet on Monday. And, um, looking back now, like knowing what I know now, it's like, wow, what I was actually really doing was essentially like restricting calories, obviously, cause I'm on a diet, right? Mm -hmm. And eat teeny tiny little portions. And then I would have my quote unquote cheat meal or cheat day or cheat weekend is what it most of the time was. And I would eat thousands and thousands and thousands calories um and all those calories started to add up and so I didn't realize like oh my gosh I'm eating way more in two days than I am the entire week so I was no longer in a calorie deficit I wasn't losing any weight in fact I started to gain weight mm -hmm. and I gained so much weight like literally I gained like 70 pounds that's uh, a lot yeah. I know well, and the funny thing is, I didn't even realize it because I guess, like I said, I was in high school. I just did not even, I wasn't even thinking about anything else. I didn't care. And I just remember being like, I feel like I'm getting like fat. Like something's just not enough. And um, so anyways, I, um, I, I remember like getting to this point being like, this stupid diet is not working anymore. I, before this, I would have never had a cheat day. Like I would have never had a day where all I did was just eat junk food. Like that just wasn't my life. I was totally normal. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was like, forget this diet. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm just going to start eating what I know is like healthy foods. Um, like I'm going to start eating oatmeal for breakfast. I'm going to start eating a bunch of fruits and vegetables and like whole foods. Um, and I also kind of changed the way I cook food. So instead of like getting deep fried stuff, I'd grill it or steam it or something. And so over the time, over like nine months to a year, I lost all the weight that I had gained and even more because I had stopped the restricting, stopped the cheat days, started eating good whole foods that what my body wanted and I effortlessly lost the weight like and I wasn't even exercising 
I can just walk in. Yes. Um, and that is how it should be, actually. But sadly, a lot of people choose, you know, pet one that you just described. And those cheat weekends, were those actually the first steps to binge and restrict for you? Like... Um, yeah, so it's interesting with the with the uh, binge restrict cycle, or really what it should be called is the restrict binge cycle, because um, the, the cheat weekends weren't really the main problem. I mean, that obviously is where I, I added a bunch of calories and started gaining weight. The, the biggest problem was the going on that extreme diet in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I had never done that, like looking back now at my 16-year-old self, if I had just been like, hey, if you want to be a little bit healthier, if you want to stay at your ideal weight, if you don't want to worry about this, don't go on some crazy crash diet, especially low carb. Um, just start eating a little bit more healthy food. You know, start switching out um, potato chips for like a whole baked potato or um, you know, instead of having cookies for dessert every day, eat some fruit or something, you know, like just change up little simple things. But, um, yeah, I would say the initial diet was what happened was what caused the cheat days. And what's funny is whether a personal trainer had given me that, Hey, you know, you can go have cheat days type of talk. I would have ended up having those type of days anyways because mm-hmm. my body can only take so much, you know. Um, at some point, your body's going to be like, we're going to eat and we're going to eat a lot of food because you're not giving me enough calories on a daily basis. So we, now we have to make up for that. So you just stated like, you know, the uh, with your story that I said binge restrict was actually used to restrict binge cycle. What is that cycle in your eyes, you know, how would you describe it to the listeners? Yeah, so I would say, um, I, the reason why, again, I say um, restrict binge is because I very, very rarely come across anybody who just binges just to binge, and then they go into restriction and binge, and I mean, that could happen, but again, that would, I'd have to know, like, the detailed background of that situation, but from the cycle standpoint, basically what happens is um, you want to go on a diet, you want to lose weight, you start cutting calories, um, you eat very low calorie, um, and then a part of that too would either be you're just doing that or you're also adding in extra exercise too. So it's kind of like this one-two punch. So you are decreasing your calories, your food intake, and you're increasing your caloric expenditure through exercise. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so what you're essentially doing is creating this big energy deficit in your body. And depending on how long you do this, how extreme this is, how low calorie you go, how much um, exercise you're doing, um, that's when the binges start coming in. So, depending on you know where you start, it could be later that night, it could be a few days later, it could be a week later, it could be a year later, it doesn't really matter, but at some point, your body's basically going to say, okay, this is too much, we need to make up for all these calories, because your body's number one goal is to just keep you alive, it wants to 
help you survive, right? Yes. Um, and so it's really looking out for your best interest. And this is what's funny is because people, when they talk about this, they think that there is something wrong with them. They think, oh my gosh, like I am, I'm broken, I have this disorder, all these issues. Um, but really, it's it's their body saying, look, you don't have to go to such and I believe I would burn like four to five hundred calories so like the equation only gave me 800 calories left for my body of course it would shut down of course it would give me a period of course I would lose weight fast of of course I would get uh, hair loss and of course you could get binges because like you described I know some foods are so specific with binges like uh, peanut butter, stuff like that, you know, just like you stated, high energy, high fat, high maybe sugary or salty foods, and um, just to, your body is like panicking, and wants to like have reassurance that it's going to be okay, you're not going to do this again to your own body, yeah, I really recognize that, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's funny, because your body does, I, I say this all the time, and it's so true, but your body does not know the difference of whether you are stranded on a deserted island, okay, and you're eating 1,200 calories a day from coconut water, bananas, leaves, and berries, and you're running around the island all day trying to build a little tiki hut and run from lions, you know. It doesn't know the difference between that and the fact that you're at home and you just downloaded a 1,200-calorie-a-day meal plan, and you're following that, and you're going to your local gym or you're getting on your stationary bike every day for two hours and burning tons of calories. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, it's the same thing to your body. Yeah. So this is where a lot of people get confused because they're like, well, I'm like, fine, I'm just doing this little diet, I'm doing this little workout plan, but to, from your body's perspective, it's like, no, you're not fine. You are really, like... You are messing with 
survival right now. Like yes. I have to keep you alive. I explained um, that as well to my clients, like when they come to me and those are mostly uh, females also with hormone problems and like PCOS or just stressed out, stuff like that. And they always tell me, you know, I go out to run for three or four days a week and I do like eight miles. And I'm like, I think you should, you know, put, you know, dim a bit down because for your body, it's like you're running away from lions and you are like, oh, I like this. But internally your body is like, oh my God, you know, what is happening? Why do I need to run for, from lions three or four days a week? Exactly. <laughs> Um, yes, that's, I mean, that's a really good way to put it too. Um, and you know, back to the, the binge restrict thing is what a lot of people do is, um, they'll, they'll go binge again that night, you know, after you had a great day of quote unquote being on your diet and all that kind of stuff, then you binge and then you feel awful again and then you do it again the next day. And it's just this cycle that you seem like you can't get out of, um, but the good news is you can get out of it. You just got to know how to balance things out again. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I, reflecting a little, little bit on myself, I had binges on like different levels. I got it because of my hormones. Those were the late binges because my hormones still were whack. I had it because I was underweight and it was a little bit between extreme hunger and, uh, yeah, actually extreme hunger. I had it because of a mental state, being stressed out. Um, I had it because my meals were less in fat. I had it because I could almost name like the whole list. So for me it was every time, like every time I got a binge, I learned that there was something wrong in the pattern I was following. So I knew I needed to fix something. It was like, it was like a learning lesson or something. Something that I'm doing in my life isn't going how my body wants it to be. And it shouldn't only be food because it also could be sleep or exercise for me it was definitely with sleep because i went hours and hours on with studying as well and i just slowly slowly adjusted but i know in the beginning i was full on in panic mode i was like okay i am having this uh if this will continue for six months you can like roll me out of my house because that's how big i'm gonna become Although I was very skinny at the time, but you know, that mindset when you are, uh, you know, depleted of nutrients and healthy body fat, it's crazy where your mind is at that moment. But what for me, you know, I don't really know as a good advice to people how to get through that panic. It just happened to me. And then at some point I started to accept, you know, okay, this is happening and I can either, you know, stand high or low, but I need to get through this. Do you have any tips on, you know, the panic around binges? Yeah. So, um, I think too, it's it, a lot, it's kind of like what you said a minute ago. Um, you noticed that a lot of times that you had, that you would binge, you had it for different reasons. Right. Um, and I think that's a really good thing to, um, to keep in mind is being very aware of why is this happening? I think some people can figure that out, especially from an emotional standpoint. Um, you know, if you've just had bad day after bad day after bad day, or, you know, you're really stressed over something or whatever, that's kind of easier to detect because you're like, man, every time I have to deal with this person at work or every time, you know, this issue comes up, 
I end up binging just because it's a stress relief for me, right? Um, but pe- most people are not very good at figuring out why they're binging from a dietary or exercise perspective because they don't see that what they're doing is like extreme. Um, and I, one thing that I really find, I mean, obviously being very low on your calories, um, you're going to end up like overeating or binging or whatever you want to call it at some point because you're like we just talked about your body's craving that food. Um, but one thing that people really forget about is exercise, how much, um, how hungry you can get from doing excessive exercise. And I, I'm really hoping that in the next few years, more and more information comes out about how exercise is great from a health perspective. Um, but it's not the best thing to rely on if you're looking to lose weight in a healthy, sustainable way. Um, that's why I never, um, ever encourage anybody that I w- work with to do any type of cardio. Like if I have a coaching client, the only exercise they're going to be doing is walking, um, you know, at least for a, for an a extended amount of time. And then maybe we'll talk about weightlifting or Pilates or something like that, but and the reason why is because so many people are doing so much exercise, they're burning so many calories, and they're getting so hungry that, like, they're like, I don't know why I keep binging every night. I mean, like, I feel great, but, and I'm like, well, what did you do for exercise? I'm like, well, I ran 10 miles today, and I'm like, good Lord, like, I would be the same way. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I think, you know, first of all, kind of being aware of why is this happening, tracking kind of what's going on in your life at that time um, is, is, a, is a great thing. I'm really glad you said that. But as far as getting in the mindset of somebody of what the heck am I supposed to do when, um, you know, I'm gaining all this weight from these binges or whatever, um, the first thing I would say is to really, we would need to figure out where you are as an individual. Um, are you severely underweight to where when you have these episodes of overeating, I necessarily wouldn't call that a quote-unquote binge. I would call that extreme hunger um, because – or or another way you could say it is reactive hunger. Mm-hmm. Um, your, your body is just reacting to the fact that you didn't – you haven't fed it hundreds of thousands of calories for months or years on end. And so it's having to make up for all those calories that it never got or you burned off your exercise or both. Um, so I think that would be the time when most people who experience extreme hunger um, get really afraid because they're like, oh gosh, I can't stop this. Like, and it, and it's, extreme hunger is way different than like having a binge because you – uh, had a bad day at work or you know you know what I'm saying yeah it's like when I had extreme hunger I could really could like go KO from food and I had that like two or three times and that was enough to push me over the edge to go to a dietitian because I was generally so afraid not any binge that came after that could like reenact what happened with extreme hunger because you just go blank you go out and it is so crazy and i know that you know i've been in those times back times i was reading about the minnesota starvation experiment and i presume you know that as well about how those men didn't get calories you know they didn't 
do crazy amounts of exercise and they didn't have like crazy less calories but the moment they could start eating again it was like go 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 and they eat themselves even you know above their normal weight beforehand because the restriction and the depletion was so big and I had exactly the same because eventually I ended up x6 amounts kgs way higher than I was at the beginning uh, but those kgs were needed definitely needed because of all the damage that I did and I think during that process because just like I stated way a little bit back you know I just at some point I was so like oh you know this is happening I'm just gonna deal with it uh, I was like saying what you were saying back like a few seconds ago I was like okay you know I did this damage to my body all the damage it did you know it went through and all the calories I did not gave it it is trying to you know catch up on that and that actually kind of helped me and there's something way next to it what my sister always said you know she, she said like something like it took you four years to like destroy your body it will take you four years to heal it as well and it sounds a little bit harsh <laughs> I think maybe for the most listeners but there was some kind of essence in that as in it went so gradually that you do not notice it that it also take like gradually little steps to heal yourself again and maybe that would help you know with panic around uh, extreme hunger and binges but I do also think uh, like when eating a, a, yeah, a meal plan I don't want to use the word meal plan some people do benefit from it other people do not but eating regularly you know can get you out of that extreme hunger I believe and also I, I wonder actually what you think about that because you have the binges or the extreme hunger and you could like follow a meal plan and maybe it would become less or something that is quite new that is the all-in method and that is like people just go through the extreme hunger to the binges and hope at some point you know it goes away and you can go back to eating normal what is in your eyes like you know I would almost say the good way but yeah so I think first of all um there's a big difference, and I kind of want to just um, point this out first, because so nobody is confused. Um, but because I think when people hear the word binge, they equate that with um, like overeating, or um, you know, and everybody has this like different perspective. Like someone could have their perfectly great day of food, and then for whatever reason, they want to have like some dessert at night. And they eat it, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, I just, I just binge." And it's like, no, you know, like a cupcake after dinner is not a binge. Mm-hmm. Maybe like, maybe you ate, you overate in that moment, um, and you weren't really hungry for it or whatever. But I wouldn't consider that a, a binge. Um, just like someone who is like extremely like overweight, um, they're not going to experience extreme hunger like someone who is extremely underweight. Now, granted, you can also have binges for people who are overweight. I mean, I work with women all the time who are overweight, and they're still binging, but why? Because they're trying to go on these crazy diets, and they restrict a little bit, and they can't handle it, and then they binge, and they keep gaining weight, right? Um, So, yeah, I think, I mean, there's a big difference between overeating like sometimes we're just gonna overeat at a meal because we're just hungry. You know, maybe we did more exercise that day. Maybe it's our 
we're on our period, maybe whatever, right? But that doesn't mean you just had a binge. And then there's the binges, which comes from the restriction. And then there's the extreme hunger, which comes from um, a long, long time of severe caloric restriction and calorie burn, right? So um, I think the first thing that I would say is that you need to figure out where you're falling on that line. You know, if you're extremely underweight and you know, like, okay, I'm really underweight, I'm not getting a period, I eat very low calorie, I exercise too much, then I'm probably going to start experiencing extreme hunger. And my idea of fixing that is, like, you've got to work with your body, obviously. So I would never say you can only eat this much amount of food per day. I don't think that's the key. What I would say is... Um, let's focus on the types of food that you're eating. Uh, because it's like you said, there's a lot of popular methods out there today that are like, hey, just go for it. Eat all the donuts and the cookies and the pizza that you want, and you're going to gain and gain and gain and gain and gain weight, right? Um, and that's not such a bad thing. But in the meantime, the kind of the scary part of that is that, yeah, you might get your period back, which is what a lot of women are kind of after right now. They're, they're wanting to get their period back and will do anything to do that, even if it means gaining a ton of weight. But the issue is, it's like I said at the very beginning, my goal is to help you just be balanced from the beginning because I don't want you to go from one extreme to the next, right? Um, and the good news is you don't have to do that. You can actually, you know, a, a lot of the ladies I work with, they get their periods back and they don't gain any weight at all. In fact, they, some of them lose a little bit of weight and it wasn't because of anything, you know, magical that we did. It was because we worked on what exactly are you eating? How are you exercising? And what is your mindset and stress level like? So my my advice would be, look, if you're super underweight, you're, you're probably going to gain some weight to a, at least a healthy range. Now, that doesn't mean you have to become overweight or obese in that, in that time frame, um, but all of that is going to depend on what you're actually eating. So I would say instead of going to the donuts and the cookies and all of that, um, I would focus on eating a lot of whole foods. Um, you know, things like sweet potatoes or regular potatoes or lots of oatmeal and rice and beans and avocado and uh, fruits and vegetables and nuts and seeds. And you can like, if you need to gain weight and you're giving into that extreme hunger feeling, you will, like, you can gain weight eating those type of foods, right? Um, and it's going to be a gradual weight gain. It's going to be a, like, way healthier food for your body than just eating processed junk all day every day yeah because your body eventually you know it seeks micronutrients and of course also uh, micronutrients like protein carbs fats and fiber but uh, you know essential you know screaming of your body is a combination of having less micronutrients less micronutrients less energy so you need to like give those three you know the combination of them to make it you know have good signals again good hormones and of course there can be a little bit of less nutritious food in that like donuts and stuff like that but getting yourself back to a healthy base when that base isn't even maybe there 
I totally agree, you know, have those whole whole foods. But of course you also have people, and I, I am myself an irritable bowel syndrome patient. So I know that when I was binging on healthy foods, I got bloated as crazy. <laughs> so at some point, I mean, like have, have to make the decision of, okay, there's gonna be, you know, less healthy food, quote unquote healthy, because a lot of people, you know, they binge on protein bars they buy and they think that is healthy, but it isn't healthy at all. And, um, you know, go more to the, uh, a little bit processed, but not too crazy, you know, for example, white bread with some peanut butter, just stuff like that. Because uh, when binging, uh, depending on where you are, of course, with your uh, health of your gut, uh, whole foods cannot always be there maybe depending on which situation you are right yeah i think i think having a good mix of um uh you know think like essentially what i do in my coaching with girls who are trying to, to do this we have a i'll set them up on a way of creating their meals to where it's like they are getting those macronutrients and micronutrients but not so much that it would be the same as another coaching client who is wanting to lose weight, right? Because like you said, someone who's coming from a background of severe restriction does have just different digestive issues, um, specifically gastroparesis, um, IBS, you can have um, really bad like acid reflux, you know, all those types of things. So throwing in, uh, it's still like healthy foods, but you know, there's nothing wrong with, like you said, bread or pasta or, um, rice or, you know, things that are going to digest easier that aren't so high in fiber. Um, and then as time goes on, what you'll see is your gut bacteria starts to change and then you're able to incorporate more vegetables or more high fiber foods and kind of get to that balanced state. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would say, you know, and, and again, let me just clarify, I meant to say this earlier, but there are some people who kind of need that time, I think, to literally just eat whatever they want. Um, they've been so like stuck in this mindset of I have to just do this and anything else is bad and I'm like scared of whatever. Like if, if they need to do that from a psychological psychological perspective, go for it. Totally um, agree. Totally agree. The, yeah. the, the fear foods you mean, maybe. Right, and what they'll find is that they'll do that for a couple of days, maybe a week, um, maybe even a little bit longer. Um, but at some point, they're going to be like, you know what? Like, I don't really need to eat ten cookies a day anymore. I don't. I mean, I don't really even want that. Like, how about now I have a cookie with an apple? You know, and then it's like, okay, well. It's kind of like it's a it's an interesting psychological and physiological change that happens, um, and again, not everyone needs to do that. But I think someone having the permission to do that helps them just kind of de-stress a little bit, get it out of their system, and then they realize, okay, it's not that big of a deal. I don't have to. Why was I thinking about this food so much? I ate it. It was great. I'm done. Now I kind of want to like get to being like just normal. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it because I had that exactly and at some point, you know, I just went through all the things and ate as much as I wanted, when I wanted it, how I wanted it, stuff, you know, the whole, the whole 10 yards and for uh, now I have a client and it's funny you're saying that, but 
she's a bit on the heavier side and she always had like oh yes she had the, the chocolate problem you know she after dinner she always wanted chocolate but she just you know restricted herself and she couldn't have it and at some point i just said to her you know this sounds maybe crazy but just have chocolate for dinner and she was like what are you saying and i just said you know try it out and do it as much times you know you're gonna use it for dinner until you're got you know worn out on it and now she never has like that uh, subjective binge after dinner because what you just stated you know sometimes people eat a cupcake and they're like oh my god i binged um, that is uh, in the dietitian world we call it a subjective binge like it's big for you but it isn't really that big and an objective binge is when it's really crazy amounts of food like two uh like two whole breads with peanut butter jam uh two cans you know of coke uh, a whole you know gallon of milk stuff like that then it's right. like truly too much for your body to handle and she was somewhere in between and just to like get that pressure off she's now so totally normal with chocolate and she just ha has it when you know when she wants it so that is really like the psychological part so right. we talked about you know why having binges is often maybe something like that is good because your body is giving you signals but when is it actually not good um you know i think that something would you know was especially with me because during my like uni time I was always like cramping learning at the end of the night and <laughs> that was like the moment those the binges uh, like happened you know they I think in America they talk about the freshman 15 or something like that and yeah. I definitely fell in that category but because of like learning my ass off 
learning at night, skipping the sleep, like having three or four hours of sleep. And then, you know, my body was so tired, it started looking for food. And it was something that I needed to get out gradually because I started to notice that sleep was the problem. And just like you said with the emotional effect, a friend of mine, and the funny thing is that she didn't even notice until I addressed it. She broke up with her girlfriend and she said to me, okay, I'm sad, I'm going to get some ice cream and other stuff. So she learned somewhere in the way, and later on I met her mother, that she was, you know, if you're sad, take ice cream, take a lot of cookies, you know, make a whole big Sunday with maybe x six amounts of calories and just eat the sadness away. And that is something like a coping or so. This, it wouldn't yeah. especially call it binging, but uh, overeating as a coping mechanism. Yeah, and that's that's where I really like to work with women on incorporating more things into their life that fill that void of whether it's boredom or stress or anxiety or frustration or low self-esteem or whatever that emotion that's coming up inside of you that's making you think, okay, I just want to be numb right now, so I'm going to turn to food. That's why I would say do things like uh, meditation or um, one thing I'm really big on is uh, being creative so finding something that you can do with your hands that you know take it's not so much like you're trying to distract yourself and all that that's not what it's about it's what it's just trying to fill that energy space in your body with something that's more beneficial to you than filling it with a, a chocolate sundae or whatever you know mm -hmm. like we're supposed to fill our bodies with food when we're hungry, when we need nourishment, when we need calories, um, not when we're sad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know it. You know, the funny thing here in, in the Netherlands, we have Proud to Be Me. I believe there's a USA version as well. And it's like a site for mental health, period problems, um, especially eating disorders or low self-esteem. And they also like talk about you know find distraction and uh, there were some points in my life i was like okay i it sounds in my ears very negative because i'm not like getting to the core of what is the problem with me but then again what you just stated there is a certain energy and that energy has been flowing towards food but the energy can go you know another way yeah exactly yeah and it's not about it's, it's like i said it's not about distraction as much as it is, is about just balancing out your life. Because what I see is most women, their life, like if they're having issues with this stuff, their whole entire life is just calories and exercise and scrolling through Instagram and looking at other people and wondering what their diet is and how many calories they eat and what kind of exercise. Like, so that's their entire life. They don't do anything um, creative or go out and try new things or be spontaneous or sign up for lessons for this or that. They lost They're, themselves. Yeah. So it's not, a, it's not like, Hey, go distract yourself from all of this health and fitness stuff. It's like, no, like health and fitness can be a part of your life, but that's the thing. It's just a part of your life. Mm -hmm. It's not your entire life. So let's start bringing in new things that make you who you are instead of just always being focused on health and fitness all the time. That's yeah, the reinvention of yourself. I get that. You know, the funny thing, the first time four years ago when I started with nutrition and dietetics, I was so scared that I would, you know, be would be doing this just because of the, the health, fitness, you know, that crazy bubble where I've been in for so many years. But 
eventually so much now later on i just feel like i really like the essence of helping people and either it is with personal trading either it is with food but especially that mental health part that is so vital because a lot of people don't talk about it and it's something that you know people belittle but it's so important because we're always more focused on physical products but what happens in your mind depends eventually if you know if you're happy with what you're achieving maybe if it's in physical products for example so yeah right. I, I really am so thankful that uh now what, what you were stating you know those women are consumed by that that i have like a confirmation for myself that i like this because i like it and not because i'm consumed with fitness and stuff like that because i don't even practice that anymore so yeah right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, you know, with those binges, it comes, you know, a little bit of crazy habits, in my personal opinion. And uh, if I look at myself, I had mono meals the days after. And there's nothing wrong with a mono meal. Now and then, I still have, like, three man mangoes for, like, uh, breakfast. But back right. then, I was like, okay, we're going to use this for compensation. We're going to only eat fruit today just to, like, balance out the calories. What are like big no-nos when you have binges? Like what afterwards? Yeah, so obviously the number one thing is <clears throat> if you want to get out of that binge cycle, you have to stop any type of restriction. And I think a lot of people get when I say restriction, they're like, okay, I don't need to restrict calories, right? But there's other forms of restriction, such as purging. Um, that's a big, a big thing. Um, also over exercise or like exercise bulimia where you you know you go in to work out extra or whatever and try to burn as many calories um other things would be like fasting or um skipping major meals or uh taking like some type of laxative or doing uh colonics or diuretics or diet pills or any anything that is Another one would be like doing a low carb day. That's a really popular one. Um, but anything that is taking you out of balance from like, it, it, like if you can just do this simple experiment with yourself and just sit there and think, what do I want my future self to be like when it comes to my relationship with health and fitness and food and my body, right? Most of us think, well, I want to be really like healthy I want to be eating mostly healthy food, if not all healthy food. I want to have a good relationship with exercise where I'm not doing too much, um, but I, I feel good when I do it. I enjoy what I do, and I want to love my body, and I want to look good and feel good, right? So if you can take that picture of your future self, your ideal self, and bring it into where you are right now and say, all right, I just binged, what would my future self do? They would not go and do this crazy detox thing for five days or just juice fast or whatever they would just like get back to basics and normal and balance as quickly as possible I agree because the reason i ask you this is because a lot of people it becomes you know it becomes such a habit of you that they don't even see the red flags anymore and that is so crazy like even when 
somebody just had a, a very like heavy meal or heavy evening and they eat maybe x amount of calories more and they start their morning with not eating breakfast or having some type of fat burning tea you know these things are like uh first they don't work <laughs> so that is the first thing and second you know these we are becoming unhealthy habits that either uh you know s slimming products you know told you to do or just uh, maybe a, a toxic environment where you're in and i just find it so like uh bad word but shitty just to see how much people just do this uh even when they don't have an eating disorder but just think right. that, that this is the way to go if you had a bit too much to eat yeah yeah there's there's tons of marketing there's tons of advertisements out there for you know quick fixes and all of that and you know i, I really do honestly feel for people because they honestly have no idea it's like i said before when we were talking about you know trying to lose weight and all that everybody's very innocent like they really do just want the best for themselves but they get caught in these traps and from what i've seen overall what it really all boils down to is finding a way of eating that is healthy and sustainable it's filling it's enjoyable it's great for your hormones, it's great for your energy, um, and following that type of eating, and if you want to have your little treats or whatever, that's totally fine, but something that's going to help you reach your ideal health, your ideal weight, and your ideal hormonal health over time without having to do these quick little things, um, because really, the little quick things, that fast weight loss or whatever, that's going to be the thing that sets you up for binges, for overeating, um, if you do that long enough, for extreme hunger, um, you know, and, and then and then that's when you start really gaining a ton of weight, and you're like, dang it, like, this is the opposite direction that I wanted to be going in, you know? It's, I think it's because, like, people, they, at some point, like, they're like, oh my god, what did I do to myself, and then they just want to fix it like this, but... I think the saying like eating a salad doesn't make you like slim in one day or you know stuff like that it's the same for like just getting to a healthy lifestyle it doesn't happen in one day you really need to reflect and even if you get to a point that it's like uh, adjusted in a way that you are happy maybe in two three years you have a different life and you still need to adjust to that as well so it's always like a little project that you're working on but it's so uh beneficial and it's so worth it because you keep yourself sane and that makes like your world so much bigger because i know in the time and just like you described when you're just busy with eating 1200 calories a day and training that's your whole day there's no room for study there's no room for a side job or a main job there's no room for friends there's no room for uh, you know, a, a getting a drink uh, on a Friday night because you're just so self-consumed with, you know, getting to that perfect picture in your head while it isn't even that perfect. So it's like the grass is greener on the other side, but you actually don't even know how, you know, what you're working to or with. Exactly. Yeah. We still have like two questions left, but there's something that just popped in my mind while I was talking with you, and that is maybe a binge that a lot of people do not expect 
And I think this one was very much in the last part of my recovery and I totally forgot about it somehow, but now I, it just popped in my mind and that is focusing too much on protein because eating stuff that is high protein while you don't even like, you know, you're not in the mood for it can really like, you know, give the urge to binge because why do I need to like get hundred grams of protein well, my body, you know, already sustains with maybe 50 or 40, just in my case, and you're eating stuff you don't want, maybe too much meat, maybe too much dairy or protein shakes and stuff like that. And it was just something that still popped in my mind. And I want like the listeners to have that, you know, to hear that because your cravings, those are things you really need to listen to. That's why you have a craving at the end of the day. And this sport fitness era what we're living in um really messes up with you know people's true uh, yeah cravings and we are made to eat carbs i if i look at my diet nowadays i eat like maybe like 60 percent carbs 30 percent uh uh, fat and 10% protein and my body does so well I think people really yeah. underestimate the power of carbs and especially on a vegan diet the satiation what they give and yeah it's just <laughs> so sad that it's like the the bad the bad guy in in the in the story right well and I'll just throw this in um, and we can go on the next question but that's a really good point because the more you know protein's not a bad thing but the more protein you eat, the lower you're going to have to go, especially with carbs, because most people, um, you know, and carbs are what fuel our bodies, That's especially our hormones. We have to have good, like, glucose going into our cells for, for everything to start working properly. Um, so if you're just focusing on protein and you're like, nope, no carbs, or low carb, or very little carbs, um, you're going to notice that those cravings get way more and that that's what you're going to end up binging on um or just calories in general so yeah I, I would definitely if you're someone who's eating tons of protein i would lower that down and start increasing your your carbohydrates especially from like starchy carbs like oatmeal or bread or um you know potatoes fruits those type of things agree um then we have a little bit of a mindset thing um what type of mindset would you like uh, recommend to people that are gaining weight and you know are struggling and having a hard time at the moment? So they're basically in the recovery uh, period and weight is what they fear, of course. Right. So um, I would break this up into into two groups of people because you know you might have the group of people who are like we said pretty underweight um, and they they need. To gain a substantial amount of weight right just to get to a healthy weight range so for those people what I would say is number one I would really just try to zoom out from everything and look at the big picture of all the amazing things that are gonna happen in your life when you reach a healthy weight your hormones are on track and you're eating more food so number one the best thing is gonna be that like you're gonna feel so much better. Like you're gonna feel like an actual human being. You're gonna have energy. You're gonna have more space in your mind to, to work or do hobbies or talk to people or just like be normal. You know, you're not just gonna be like stuck in your own head all the time. Um, your whole life is gonna open up in terms of 
actually want to go do new things and try new things. Um, your hormones are going to get back on track, so your period's going to come back. You're going to your bones are going to start healing. Um, your digestion will get better. I mean, literally everything in your life will get better. Um, so putting all of your worth and that number on the scale is a really, really, really bad way to go. I mean, if that's the one thing that's keeping you from enjoying life and flourishing in your life, then, I mean, that's, it's kind of just crazy if you think about it. Yeah. And I, it's, I know it can be such, like, a struggle for so many people, but just reassuring them, like, your life is going to get so much better, I promise you, and you can still be healthy, and you can still look good, and you can still be fit, um, but everything else is just going to be so much better. Um, that's what I would say to the first group. The second group, um, if they're having these binge episodes, and they're gaining weight, and they're um, starting to get overweight like way overweight or they've been overweight for a long time and they're trying to do these bad diets and then they uh, binge and then they restrict again and binge um my my thing to you would be like you need to we need to get you set up on a way of eating that's actually satisfying and uh, filling and sustainable for you long term because even for you whatever you're doing right now obviously is not working um and so finding a good way of eating that's focused on good whole foods that are going to actually give your body what it needs and help you effortlessly lose weight, um, yeah, that, that's what I would do. But if you're stuck like in that, that binge restrict and you're just gaining and gaining and gaining and gaining, we've got to figure out what you're doing with your diet. That, that would be what I would say. Okay. Yeah, I think I totally agree. I think also like for me, I have been more on the like light dangerous part of the group than I have been on the heavy side and I think for the people in my personal opinion when you are on that side of the group I totally agree that you keep to like have your focus on what you're doing and why did you start it you know in the beginning uh, with recovery and what I did back in the day was like have a little list and made the pros and cons what I was you know getting for it what was I getting out of um, being this like lightweighted. In this case, for me, it was a low body fat, as in a cutting phase of a bodybuilding. You know, more of that type of route that I came into. Sadly, uh, you know, bad behavior around food. But it was like, yeah. At some point, I had you know a low body fat, and I kind of looked lean, and I had you know veiny types of you know. Uh, body parts but it wasn't adding up when I looked at missing out on my study uh, couldn't work anymore was cranky all the time cold all the time losing my period hair loss uh, my skin was so bad uh, my like options of food were like crazy less I think like a toddler or something <laughs> would have more to eat and uh, yeah, I just missed like being young. It maybe sounds a bit strange, but I felt like a sick person, really like a person that was actually maybe hundred and you know have seen and done all the world and was now ready to die or something. It sounds a bit strange, but it's so it, everything was like such a hassle, and your body really doesn't you know it doesn't work with you. It's gonna work against you at some point, and that's a very dangerous place to be. So I think for that group, 
yeah keep that in, in mind when you're there and for the second group i think what audra said you know we really need to like check out where are we going wrong so you can just uh, make sure that you get the balance you need and then i have actually the last question already and I think that's maybe a good one for everybody, especially me too, just to learn from you because you started out like five, six years ago and you don't just come on this route, of course. So what was it, you know, what is your life motto that eventually made you do this, made you just choose the things you do in life? control freak okay <laughs> but uh yeah I, I i relate with that like uh when i was back then stressed out and even like if i would have a binge today i wouldn't be panicking at all i would be like okay nice thank you next okay tomorrow's a new day and just go with it and we're just starting fresh again so yeah i totally agree that it flow uh, what goes with ups and downs, of course, but you know, just letting a, letting go gives you so much more. And eventually, what I at least see also with clients is that uh, the moment they let go of all those, you know, things they have made up in their mind, uh, and they have a goal, they they smash it, they crush it, they don't, you know, they just by doing less, they get more. Exactly. Yeah, totally agree. So. Wow, we are done with the interview. It's crazy. I believe this is a long interview because we went from periods to, to the restrict binge cycle. And yeah, it's definitely going to be over an hour. <laughs> but uh, thank you so much. And 
I know, just like you stated in the beginning, you started a podcast out too, and of course you do consultations, and I would was wondering if you could tell people about that as well. Yeah, so um, I, I do have a podcast, I think I've got like maybe nine episodes up now, but I talk basically about kind of everything, whether it's with diet, exercise, a lot of law of attraction stuff, um, a lot of feminine energy stuff. Um, you know, mindset, that type of thing. Um, and then my consultations, I do those. Those are uh, one-time consults. So basically what you'll do is you'll fill out a detailed questionnaire about pretty much everything in your life and then send it over to me. I'll go through it and respond back to what what my recommendations would be to change up in those areas of your life to reach your goals. Um, and then I also do month-long coaching as well. So that's kind of like a consult, but it's way more in-depth. So you would fill out another questionnaire, and you'd also um, have, like, daily check-ins so I could see exactly what you're eating and what your exercise is like. We, there's, like, challenges of being creative and, um, uh, like, meditation. All of that is a part of it. And we'll work together for four weeks. Um, we can definitely go longer if you want to, but... That way it's more of like a hands-on accountability approach of, you know, I'm working with you on a day-to-day basis to make sure you're headed in the right direction. The consults are basically me giving you all the information up front and then you getting to to do that on your own. So so it's either very, uh, that you just can come and ask the questions that they're spooking around in your head and you answer them or you have like intensive program where you are like, one-on-one and keeping eye on the person and adjusting where it's needed yes yes exactly yeah nice and you you just told me about the podcast you had like eight or nine episodes but what is the name of the podcast because you didn't name it yeah sorry it's just uh it's this girl audra um so you can search it like on apple podcast or uh spotify or um spreaker those type of things so yeah it's just it's the same as my instagram this girl audra nice and do you have like weekly episodes monthly or um i've been on a pretty good track of doing about two episodes a week um at least one so um yeah i think uh, that's kind of my goal is to do two episodes a week Okay, nice, because I'm on one episode a week, barely, (laughs) because of all, you know, the things going on. I just jumped out of my work behind the laptop, so I really respect that you can do, you know, and the consultations, and the podcast, it's everything around it, that is so cool, and, you know, eventually, I always like to say to the people who listen to this podcast, or or the episodes of mine, um, be you know it doesn't mean that you're listening to my episode or you know that I can be the one that could help you please look further you know because um, there are people out there like you as well and personally in my opinion and that is something you know I think my fellow dietitians wouldn't like me to say but I think you are really good like coach and lifestyle and, and nutrition guidance really I think dietitians really have a bit of a competition in you because you are very good. Oh, well, thank you so much. Um, I guess I've just been there, done that, know what it's like. Um, and I've worked with thousands of girls in the exact same situation. I just want to help them and just show them it doesn't have to be that hard. Um, 
you know, I, I want you to be happy in every area of your life. And, you know, I think that what you eat and how you exercise and what you think about um, plays a huge role in that. So, agree. Yeah. yeah but so, I think, you know, that is what you just stated, been there, done that. Uh, the moment you're just copy pasting stuff out of a book and learning that and filling in ABC, that isn't doing your job, in my personal opinion, as a lifestyle coach. You should have, you know, have a little bit of been there, done that to know what you're, you know, talking about with people. It's not like you read a book, now I'm telling the theoretical stuff and that's it. It doesn't work that way, in my personal opinion. And I do believe you uh, have so much knowledge because of been there, done there, that you just, you know, I get why like people people get go to you and get their period like almost instantly because you you know what you're doing. Yeah, well, thanks. Yeah, it's it's. I, I think that's a good point. You got to know. It's it's hard to talk about something um, if you've never experienced it before. I mean, granted, there's a lot of stuff I talk about that I've never experienced. I just have a lot of experience in working with people who have, but. Um, but I appreciate that. Yeah, it's, it's fun and I, I love helping people. That's really my main goal. I just want everybody to be happy and healthy and confident. That's, that's really what I'm after. Same, same, same. It's, it's really same. And I think eventually, you know, uh, that you somehow had like, and of course the dietitian had helped me back then and just, you know, going through this recovery that eventually it made me choose to have a little bit of a similar way, you know, of coaching and stuff what you do because at the end of the day it's all about being happy with yourself and living a healthy life and yeah and my dog who's barking That's okay. <laughs> he, he's like very angry at this point because he wants his food <laughs> okay well uh we still need to like uh yeah it's not gonna happen i think he's very angry <laughs> Uh, okay, maybe, um, yeah, I don't know, maybe you want to, like, sh like, shut this episode, like, end this episode. Yeah, um, I guess I'll just say I really appreciate just coming on here and, and having the opportunity to talk, and, um, I, I'm, I'm really inspired by you and your story, honestly, of turning your life around and getting your hormones back on track and the amazing work that you're doing. Um, it's really cool to connect with other women who are in the same boat. They know, you know, hey, this is what happened with me and just kind of sharing stories. And and uh, that's just such a beautiful thing, in my opinion. So I, I really appreciate you and the work that you do. And I appreciate you inviting me on here today. Um, and, um, yeah, if, if um, you know, anybody wants to get in contact with me, if I can help anybody, I would love to. You can email me at thisgirlaudra at gmail.com or find me on pretty much any social media platform at the same name. Um, but yeah, it's been such an honor and a pleasure to be on here. And thank you so much for inviting me. And um, I really enjoyed it. Nice. Thank you. So thank you so much, listeners, for listening. And thank you so much, Audra, for being on this episode. Maybe one of like the biggest episodes there will ever, like, ever be, even, I think dog barking again of course <laughs> and uh yeah thank you so much and that was the episode guys thanks audra for doing this episode with me i'm guessing as a listener when you're hearing like this part you are like wow 
the audio is so different. Well, normally if I would interview a person right next to me, uh, I would use a different equipment. If I'm doing it by myself, I use my phone. And if I am interviewing somebody thousand miles away, I'm using Microsoft Teams and my laptop. So it differs, but I think it was very clearly, you know, to understand what we were trying to say. So. Before I go to the generic part, you know, the outro where I tell you, you know, you could go to imstuff.nl or DM me uh, on Instagram. I think it's very important to, you know, n notificate you, like address you that you can comment and share this podcast. And the moment you do that in wherever, you know, in which system you're hearing this Spotify or Apple podcast, it will become a more of a recommendation to people who need this information. And you could do that if you would like to do that uh, for this uh, podcast, I'm stuffed uh, podcast, but you could also do it for this girl, Audra. Please check her podcast episodes out as well. And let's spread the information that people need to hear. So thanks for listening. And next week there will be a new episode. Thank you for listening to the I'm Stuff podcast. If you would like to know more, you can go to imstuff.nl and start working on your relationship with your food, body and mind. And I'll see you the next time.